welcome to the Prism of Torah podcast archive with your host, Rabbi Saf Aaron Prisman. This podcast features a Devatara called Pasha Svayakal, the truly wealthy person. In our week's Parsha, Parsha Svayakal, Moshe Rabbeinu gathers all of Bnei Israel and goes on and proceeds to tell them about the importance and request them to give to the Mishkan, gold, silver, whatever they have, in a generous fashion. But right before that, as he gathers everyone, he goes on to tell them the commandment of Shabbos. Question number one today is why is it so important to say over the commandment of Shabbos before requesting them to generously give to the Mishkan? Question number two and three are pertaining to the fashion that he said over the commandment of Shabbos. It says, For a period of six days work may be done, but the seventh day shall be holy for you, a day of complete rest for Hashem. Question number two, why is it so important to tell us that we can do six days of work? Just say the seventh, the Shabbos is on the seventh day. That's the commandment. Why is Moshe Rabbeinu telling us that on six days work may be done? It's definitely not a commandment. If anything, it's a curse that stemmed from Adam Arishon. That it says, A person has to sweat to earn his bread. So yes, today we need to work, of course. We need the, the blessing to be bestowed upon something. And HaKadosh Baruch hides himself in nature, so we have to work. But, but why is it being said as if that's part of the commandment of Shabbos? Question number three. If you look carefully... In Lashon HaKodesh it says, Sheshes Yomim Te'aseh, Te'aseh, and Dikduk is written in a way that it's a passive sense. It seems almost alluding to the fact that the work will be done on its own. Even the translation in English is not that one can do work, but work may be done. Almost implying that the work will be done on its own. Well, what is that coming to teach us? So to summarize, we have three questions. Question number one, why is the commandment of Shabbos? being said over by Moshe Rabbeinu after he gathers everyone just before he goes on to and almost like a lot of the Parsha is all about requesting them to generously give to the Mishkan question number two if the, why when he says over the commandment of Shabbos it's important to say that six days work may be done question number three why is it saying work may be done implying that it's going to be done in a passive way as if it's going to be done in song it should be say, saying Work, one may work, or one should do work, not work may be done. What, what does that mean? And what is it coming to teach us? So, there are many answers said for several of these questions. But I want to share with you the following concept I saw brought down by Rav Shlomo Gansfried, who is the author of the Kitzur Shulchanoch. He says and explains for one of these questions that the reason it's so important to write it in such a way that screams out that the work or the money we get for the work in the six days is not really directly related to how much effort and how much work we put in, but it's something that Kaddish Bohu determines at the beginning of the year on Rosh Hashanah. And it's so important to realize that because only a person that can internalize this idea that the work, the money we get and the parnasa we get is not a direct function to how hard we work or how smart we are. It's all based on what Hashem decides and he has many ways for ensuring we get what we deserve to get based on what Hashem decides on Rosh Hashanah. Only a person like that can really keep Shabbos to its fullest extent and be in Shalva and in harmony and 
peace in his heart during Shabbos. But someone that doesn't realize this and doesn't internalize this can't reach that level. Now, after saying this, we already can come, we already answered two questions, the two pertaining to Shabbos. Shabbos, it's important to say the first half, that six days work can be done, because we want to show and allude this idea that Shabbos can be kept to its fullest extent only for if a person internalizes the idea that on the six days that work will be done, it's not really dependent on how hard we work, but it's all coming from Hashem. So don't worry. If you're resting on the seventh day to commemorate the, the idea that HaKadosh Baruch created the world and you're giving a day for Hashem, you're not losing out from that. If anything, as we'll see later on, you're marviach. You're at advantage point, not disadvantage. This is exactly what Reb Chaim Shmulevit says about the Gemara and Megillah, Yagata Matzata Tamin. If you work hard and you will find what you were looking for, Tamin. Then believe it's true. It's, the question is, if you work really hard, then why is the Lashon of the Gemara saying Matzata? As if you'll find it. Finding something in Lashon HaKodesh implies as if it came out of left field. You just suddenly found something. You worked really hard and you found something. It shouldn't say you found something. If I worked really hard, then I was able to realize, to, to, to achieve what I worked hard for. Why is it why is it being? Why is it said over as if I'm going to find it? It should have said, "Yagata," and and you, you and then you worked hard, and then you realize what it's all about. In merit of the fact that you worked hard, says Reb Chaim Shmulevitz, no, it's not like that. You might think, and this is back to the optical illusion idea we've been talking about for several weeks now. You might think that's because you really worked hard and you're really smart. And that's why you managed to succeed in whatever you, it is you tried to succeed. Says Reb Chaim Shemalevitz, it's not like that. You must realize that everything comes from Hashem. You can do your best, but at the end of the day, Hashem will decide if it's meant for you to get whatever it is you're looking for, whatever it is you're working hard for. And this is the whole idea we're saying over here. Only a person that realizes that. On Rosh Hashanah, really, each year Hashem decides what is fitting for a person to get based on all kinds of parameters. One of them, how well he davened on Rosh Hashanah. The other one is on what he's going to use, what Hashem sees that he's going to use the tools for. If he's going to use them for proper things, then he'll give it to him. And if not, not. And only a person that comes to that realization will really be able to internalize Shabbos and, and perform it and keep Shabbos to its fullest extent. Together with this, we can also... Un- answer the, the original question we started off with. Why was it so important that Moshe Rabbeinu tells over the idea of Shabbos, the commandment of Shabbos, before requesting them to generously give? Because only the, this whole idea of Shabbos brings that point home. That don't think that if you're generous, generously going to give to the Mishkan now, you're going to be left with nothing. Because no, Hashem decides how much you're going to get. You are not going to lose out if you give to the Mishkan. The Chafetz Chaim brings this idea home with a mashal, a very famous parable that, that he said that if one were to have a bucket of water and it has a little tap on the bottom and he wants more water so he works really hard and he adds three more taps to the bottom of the bucket. It's not like he's going to have more water. The amount of water is finite. It's, the, it's something already that was set aside just like the money each person is going to have is already determined, predetermined on Shoshana. Of Neumann in his book, Dalke Musa, says a lot more than that. Until now we said 
that only a person that realizes that on the six days of the week, it's already predetermined what money he's going to get, so it doesn't matter how hard he works, and hence he won't feel bad that he doesn't work on Shabbos. But it's a lot more than that. Just like we know, it says, Shabbos, he mekoyel habracha. It's the origin for the whole blessings. Everything, all the blessings come from Shabbos. And therefore he says it's a sgula to be able to do well on the six days. And whatever work you do on the six days to be successful, it's a sgula to be successful if you keep Shabbos. And that's why the Pasuk says, yamim etc. Why? Because a person that keeps the seventh day, then that will, that will make those six days so much better. And he ends up saying a story that he heard firsthand from the Chafetz Chaim. That the Chafetz Chaim came to this this person that was very wealthy and had several factories. And he told him, listen, rumor has it that you're working on Shabbos and you're employing Jewish people. It's a horrible thing. You know Shabbos is very important. And he told him our Pasuk and he said, listen, you're not going to be matzliach. You're not going to be successful if you if you get people to work on Shabbos, Jewish people to work on Shabbos. So he laughed at him and he says, Rabbi, come on, because of one Pasuk, you think that's what keeps my factories going. Please. A couple weeks later, this was in Russia, so whoever the enemies were over there came over and took over all his factories. And uh, he, had, he just made it in time to run away. And then he wrote a letter to the Chafetz Chaim telling him, Yes, Rabbi, you were right. One Pasuk is able to uphold and upkeep all my factories. I want to end with one more story about the Briskerav. The Briskerav, Yitzchak Zev Mibrisk. So right before, he, right at the beginning when he got married to a family called Oyerbach, who was a big, uh, who was a very wealthy person, and he gave him a, a whole block of apartments in Varsha. Because he wanted to ensure he'll have a way to to make money and he'll from the rent and he'll be able from the rent money and he'll be able to uh, just sit down and, and learn all day without any worries. However, after a couple of months, the briskerav already realized that uh, he had a lot of worries by collecting the rent and the renters gave him a lot of issues. So he decided to give uh, someone he knew. He said, please sell all these apartments for me. So <coughs> so that's what he did. But suddenly the war broke out, World War One, I, I think it was. And he had to run away. And when he came back to Varsha, he realized that the real estate agent, his friend, was able to move all the apartments under his name. But then he died before he was able to complete all the transactions. And all, all of his apartments were, were inherited by by the kids of this uh, real estate agent. So he came up to his kids and he said, this is really mine, but nothing helped. And he realized that over a couple of weeks, he bec- he went from being a very wealthy person to a very poor person that had nothing. He couldn't believe what happened. It hit him hard. And he decided to have to go back home and open the famous book called Chovas HaLevavos, the chapter called Shara Bitachon, which is all about believing in Hashem. And he read it over and over and over again uh, until it was carved in, in his heart. And then, finally, he was able to accept the judgment that came to him fr- from Hashem. And in those days, he, he told his close friends, I used to think 
that a wealthy person was someone who owned the whole street in Varsha. But right now I finally realize that the true wealthy person is a person that has conquered this chapter. Shara Bitochoin in Chovas will come to this realization and will have such clarity in our Umuna and Bitochon and Hashem that no matter what comes our way, we realize it's coming from Hashem and it's all for the best. Good job. This is the Prism of Torah podcast. Drabasaf Aaron Prisman. Please share with your friends and family. PrismaofTorah.com is where you can find the full archive of Divri Torah. You can contact us through the website. Once again, prismoftorah.com This podcast was produced for free by Ali Podcast Production. Lunishmas, Leibach, Yonah, Yaakov Alexander, Ben Mordechai, Yisrael, Isaac, Ben Moshe.